The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Good. Go Riddle, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Let me talk about my family, man. Let's talk about your family. Oh, wait, you ain't got one because your wife divorced you and took your kids and they don't want to see you anymore, huh? What did you just say? Yeah, you heard me. Where you are you? Me. Where are you? I'm here. Come find Where? me. Dude, you don't get I'm not going to beat you up. I'm oh, going to oh. you up, bro. Where the oh. f*** are you? All right, Where are on. you? Come find Where? me. Come Where on. are you? Dude, <laughs> you don't get I'm going to smash your face oh, in. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Keep playing games, bro. Keep playing games. Please. You're listening to In the Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored, and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Welcome to SGP World Media. Welcome to In the Corner. Hope you're having a good day, had a good weekend, enjoyed the beers, like myself did, music festival from down the road. Hope you enjoyed enjoying some wrestling this week. A lot of wrestling. An absolute lot of wrestling uh, going forward. Uh, <laughs> and we are literally days away, ladies and gents, from Clash at the Castle. Uh, Raw uh, this week was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, and uh, I tell you what, the build for Clash of the Castle is is getting there. Uh, Raw overall this week for me was okay, average at best um, in terms of some of the stuff. In the then, but on the other side of things, it was bloody awesome, as you heard at the top of the show. There, um, that was uh, Matt Riddle and uh, Seth freaking Rollins. And uh, yeah, some uh, f bombs were dropped on Raw. Okay, they were bleeped out, but uh, they were dropped on Raw, and it was uh, pretty impressive. To be fair, probably one of the highlights of the night. So this, this mo- we're going to talk about it right now because it's probably going to be the most talked about moment this week in terms of uh, Raw, at least. Anyway, um, they uh, did their typical sort of. Um, Corey Graves hosted it. They did a Corey Graves interview in uh, Seth and uh, Matt Riddle. And uh, probably what I should say first, actually, is that there was some video footage going around on social media very uh, from earlier in the day. Now, you know it's a work because Seth was wearing his uh, sparkly clothes. But uh, even so, they had fans filming them and they started scrapping in the parking lot outside of uh, where they were in uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, it went uh, it went online and it, it got a lot of attention. You may have seen it. Um, and it adds that realism to it, to be fair. So... Um, I know these two generally had a problem with each other a couple of years ago. I'm assuming that's over with, but I don't know. So it is blurring the lines a little bit, which I quite like in wrestling. You don't get that very much anymore, do you? So it was quite cool to see that happen. Um, But yeah, they had this interview with Corey Graves asking a few questions. And it ended with uh, Matt Riddle saying to Seth, we're going to find out who's the man in the family. Uh, Because as far as I can see, it's Becky, basically. Um, And he cut to a break. And they showed this clip I just played you at the top of the show. And basically, um, it was them supposed to be off air. And Seth says, as you heard, are you still there? And then uh, drops that uh, little comment in about the fact that Riddle is obviously now divorced. Um, So again, playing on real life stuff that fans know. Um, 
and quite an intense moment. I tell you what, Clash of the Castle. Me and NGB called this a while back, but uh, for SummerSlam, we were really looking forward to this match at SummerSlam. But do you know what? Shelving it in the way they did and building it up from SummerSlam with them having a scrap until now has been bloody amazing. Um, I th- Clash, I think, hopefully, touch on wood, I st- I'm still going to stand by it. Um, should be a hell of a match clash for the cast. We're going to talk more about that, though, in tomorrow's episode of In the Corner. NGB will be joining me, and we will be chatting away uh, about Clash at the Castle, what it's going to be, we think it's going to be like, our predictions, and any other news uh, sort of come. Obviously, then we still got the SmackDown review, which will lead in to um, September 3rd, which is when Clash of the Castle is. If you're in the UK, 5.30, I believe it starts over here in the UK. Probably a pre-show and stuff, but uh, that's when it's starting. It's going to be nice to be able to watch some wrestling without having to worry about um, <laughs> uh, being up too late and stuff and some WWE. And um, yeah, we'll talk about um, our, our uh, thoughts about it. Um, hopefully, we'll get it recorded and that'll be up on um, uh, the Monday. And then obviously, we have Raw. I'll be back with you on Tuesday with a Raw recap as well. So a lot of stuff building up. Um, I'm not going to go through every match on Raw, uh, to be honest. I'm just going to start doing more of a recap in a sense of the highlights, what I figure to be highlights, and I'm sure many of you will. Um, I will mention quickly because it's going to lead into something later on, but um, Raw once again kicked off with a match rather than a, rather than a promo. Uh, AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler team up against the Judgment Day uh, members uh, Balor and Priest with Rhea Ripley on the outside. Um, there's a few moments in this match actually that were not botches as such, but uh, Damien Priest almost forgetting where he was in certain areas. Um, and you can almost see AJ and Dolph a few times looking at uh, Priest especially there are moments where you can sort of see them going, I'm going to do... Do you know It's hard to explain, but I'm going to do this to you now, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, so, yeah, uh, a, a good... It was, a, it, was a, it was an average match at best, um, which is quite bad, really, because Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles have been a bit of a role lately. I'm hoping to see more of those going forward. Um, Judgment Day, obviously, last week, Priest lost to Edge in that uh, like street fight they had, Extreme Rules, whatever you want to call it, no-holds-barred match. Um all the same thing at the end of the day. Um, but they get the win. Um, Damien Priest especially gets the, the W over while beating uh, Dolph Ziggler. So again, Dolph Ziggler's on a bit of a losing streak at the moment. Um, but I think uh, to keep Priest's momentum going, because generally he has been really good. Tonight, uh, I'll tell you last night, last night on Raw now, um, he just didn't look comfortable in this setup. I don't know what was going on. If you watch the match, you'll see what I mean. But you can see there's like moments where they're trying to link in together or they're not sure of what's coming next or Priest. I don't know who forgot. It looks like Priest forgot, but I don't know. It wasn't the best of matches anyway. Um, after the match, though, Edge arrives backstage in a car and they see him walk to the ring. The, pro, uh, the Judgment Day go back into the ring and wait for Edge. They cut a bit of a promo saying Edge is by himself. There's no one here to help him. Beth's not here tonight and stuff like that. Edge comes out, cuts a pretty good promo back on them. Uh, you, you know, I, I could have taught you so many things, basically, is what Edge is saying. Um, and I can't, you know, you still haven't learned. And you think I'm silly or stupid uh, to come here alone. I'm not alone. And the Mysterios come out. Uh, Dominic and Ray come out with kendo sticks, and they wipe out the uh, the uh, male members of the uh, Judgment Day. Um 
Edge uh, is fighting Priest and Ray's kind of taking care of Finn. It leaves Dominic in the ring with uh, Rhea Ripley. Um, Dominic's trying to keep Rhea away from him but doesn't want to hit her. And he's kind of swinging the, like, to gesture the kendo stick as if I'm going to hit you, but he doesn't. Um, Rhea actually manages to sort of talk Dom down and convince him to give him the kendo stick. And you think, well, this isn't going to be good. She'll have no problem using that on uh, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, but before that can happen, Edge and Ray get back in the ring. Then uh, Finn and uh, Priest get in and you know they basically uh, pull Rhea out the ring and say it's not over. Uh, that's one of the matches we will be talking about. Clash It's going to be Edge and Rey Mysterio. And this leads into quite a nice thing because this whole moment between Dom and Rhea, which I said a few weeks ago, I said it'd be quite cool to see Dom maybe join the Judgment Day. I think this might be happening. And especially when we cut later on in the show, there's a promo. It's now Edge and um, Ray taking on the Judgment Day of Priest and um, Finn Balor. And Dom does say to Ray is there going to be a... Um, I thought this was a family thing, basically. And although he kind of understands where his dad's coming from, he makes a comment of, you know, I need someone with experience to team up with me. Now, the whole Judgment Day thing is them legends taking their spots. Now, although Ray is Dom's dad and he is a legend in the business, you know, this could be a good in for... And I've seen some negativity for this already online. And to be honest, I quite like the idea of Dom joining the Judgment Day, maybe having that father-son pull... Of uh, maybe Ray down the line trying to convince uh, Dom, trying to get Dom back, you know, again, maybe a ladder match, a custody match again, but for back in the day, I don't know. But I like the idea of this, I like the potential of it, and a good young group. Although you say that Finn Balor's got the experience, you know, Rhea, you know, they've all got experience, but Finn obviously more so. Um, to be honest, the more and more I watch the Judgment Day, Priest is perceived to be the somewhat leader, even though they're, they're equal, they say. Um, as it's been going on, I'm starting to feel like Rhea might be kind of the, the leader to a degree. I could be wrong on that, but yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a night. So yeah, I think Dom, we might be seeing Dom turn possibly at Clash of the Castle. I don't know. We'll talk more about that uh, on tomorrow's show. Uh, I just want to get through Raw already today. Um, and also give us a follow on Twitter at SJP World Media or where we're on. And also uh, for this show at In the Corner WWE. Uh, that'd be brilliant. And obviously you can see the what I'm doing, other things as well, at Benny Mac, B-E-Triple-M-Y-M-A-C-K. There is the plug, and we're done with that. So, um, generally generally a pretty good. Uh, we do have, obviously, last week, Miz got uh, kidnapped, in air quotes, I say, uh, by uh, Dexter Loomis and... Basically, uh, Miz is okay. They say they there's an there's a uh, conversation between Adam Pierce, Miz, and Tommaso Ciampa backstage, and they're saying that uh, because Miz didn't say anything, uh, Loomis has been released. Um, they can only press charges. I mean, for trespassing, because Miz won't talk about what happened, they can't do a lot more about it. it kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, Miz is visibly shaken. He's a bit off his game, but he is going to be competing against Bobby Lashley, um, which he uh, which he does a bit later on. We'll talk about that in a mo. Um, so that was quite a nice way of sort of summing up what happened last week in uh, in uh, Canada with the Miz. Um, so yeah, he'll be taking on Lashley a bit. We have a six women tag team match. Uh, it's 
I love the women's division. I think it's a bloody great thing. They've got better over the years and obviously the women's revolution, we're all very aware of it. It's been amazing. And there are still some bloody great matches had and to be had within this uh, division in WWE. But this feels a little bit of the old. I mean, it's there just for them to sort of promote Clash of the Castle for Belair um, to some, you know, uh, Belair and um, Alexa Bliss and Oscar taking on three, I'm assuming, local competitors. Um, and they win. It's, you, you can know they're going to win. And it's a very short match. And again, I said this last week, I think, in either this show or uh, the SmackDown show, but it's like, it feels like you're just kind of Considering you have a three-hour time slot, I'm not saying you have a three-hour freaking tag team match, but come on, you can do probably a bit more, even with these local competitors. Maybe they have a better chance of getting over. Um, more than likely, these three women were put in to see what they're liking for TV, and maybe we'll see more of them in NXT uh, or even Raw SmackDown down the line. But it's a basic-ass match, and it's a shame because you've got Alexa Bliss, Bianca Bella, and Oscar, who are all well capable of um, putting on five-star matches. That's all i got to say about it. As you'd expect, Bel Air and Bliss and all that go over. You know, they cut a bit of a promo about Clash of Champions. Uh, Clash of Champions. I did it again. Look, I got it. Look, I'm going to... please. Yeah, I did. I Clash of... Clash at the Castle in Cardiff. My bad. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, so, yeah, it, it is what it is. It was not... <laughs> I'm only mentioning it because it annoyed me, really, to be honest with you. Um, next up, we have Kurt Angle come out. He comes to the ring. He's barely... Uh, the Usuk chants come on. The response isn't as big of a pop as I was expecting. Bearing in mind, it is in, it is in Pittsburgh, which is where Angle's from. Um, but the Usuk chants begin. It's good to see Angle again. Um, I mean, he barely gets a sentence out. He basically pushes Clash at the castle. Um, and Otis and Gable come out. Uh, so I could have I could have done this, can I, with the sushi game? But I just did it, so I won't do it again. Um, and there's a great episode of Table for Three actually on WWE Network with these three because they all looked up to Angle and they both they've all been sort of like amateur or Olympic. Um, I think Otis was a uh, weightlifter. Chad Gable, obviously an actual shoot wrestler. So um, that was quite a good episode of Table Three. You wouldn't put those three together normally, but actually it was uh, a good episode. So give it a watch if you've got the WWE Network. Um, but ultimately, they want Angle to join the Alpha Academy, which Angle declines, as you'd expect. Um, and then Chad Gable tries to shoosh Angle. Then Angle says, did you shoosh me? And it just goes back and forth, and they keep shooshing each other. Um, and then Chad says, well, since you're not going to join us, Otis basically teach Angle a lesson. Um, and it looks like Angle and Otis are going to face off. And then the Street Profits come out, who are not happy, because Max and May are models on SmackDown this past week. Um messed up their um their bus if i I don't know if i mentioned that on the i think i did mention it briefly very short segment we haven't seen much of these maximum male models at the moment it's all backstage stuff uh, apart from like uh, one ring in ring promo i've seen so far um so the the street profit it's a nice little segue there they're keeping the stories going on raw and smackdown now if something happened in particular not everything but it's nice to have those little mentions, and it's also a little mention of what could possibly happen um, Friday night before Clash at the Castle. Um, but basically, they work in this stipulation of the Prophets. So you, you know what's going to happen. Prophets are going to take on Alpha Academy with uh, Kurt Angle ringside. The stipulation is that if um, Academy 
Alpha Academy wins, then they have, the Angle has to join the Alpha Academy and do what they say. And then the Prophets obviously just want to fight for Kurt Angle's honour, I suppose, is a better way of putting it. And do you know what? This was a bloody brilliant tag team match between Alpha Academy and Street Profits. Freaking awesome, um, to be totally honest. Probably one of the best matches on the card, for me at least. There's a lot of tag team wrestling at the moment, I've noticed, in WWE, um, which is good to get everyone on the card. I know these, like I moaned a minute ago about the six-man, six-women match with Oscar and everything, but it just could have been better. You've got you've got time. Obviously, you need to max out the show, I guess. So they want to fit other things in. I understand that, but it's frustrating to see. I don't want the women's division to fall back into what it was back in like 2010 with like three-minute matches, you know, because we know that not just the women, but everybody they can put on freaking great matches if they're allowed to. Um, they've got to earn those that trust, I suppose. But um, yeah. Uh, a brilliant tag team match between the Profits and Alpha Academy. Profits take the win. Kurt Angle obviously doesn't have to join Alpha Academy. Um, and then they get the Montez Four gives Angle one of their cups to drink out of. Angle drinks it, but doesn't like it, spits it out, goes, what the heck is that? And then uh, Angle breaks out the hard stuff, and they all drink milk together, which is absolutely hilarious to see. So there's a lot of Angle tropes in there, I guess, and moments. But you know what? I like it. I like to see it. Kurt Angle's a freaking legend. He's a Hall of Famer. Former WWF champion had the greatest freaking rookie year in WWF WWE at the time, winning pretty much well every singles title that was available to him at the time, um, and has had freaking epic matches with guys like Undertaker and Triple H and Rock and uh, you know Stephen Richards, <coughs> Chris Benoit, and uh, other people and Jericho and stuff like that. So, and that's just to mention a few. Um, uh, obviously, he had uh, John Cena's debut match. Back in 2002 on SmackDown. Um, still one of my favorite ones to watch to this day. Um, great match, to be fair. Uh, good crowd interaction. Anyway. So, yeah, that was uh, it's quite a nice moment to see Kurt Angle. Um, and uh, pretty, pretty good. So, we'll, but we'll talk more. I've already spoke about Matt Riddle, haven't I? Yes, I have. So, yeah. Um, we move to Lashley versus Miz. Um, it's a good solid solid performance from both men um, there's a nice little thing where uh, Dexter Loomis appears in the crowd up and we know how the shield used to enter um, with the lights on him and um, Miz is shouting he's up there he's up there and Tommaso Ciampa's like trying to get him focused on Lashley uh, by the time Tommaso Ciampa turns around Loomis is gone so it makes you feel like um, that Miz feels like he's going crazy at least in terms towards uh, Tommaso Ciampa um, so we're, I'm wondering where this is going to go after the distraction, Miz loses to the Bobby Lashley into the Hurt Lock. Uh, Bobby Lashley's on a roll at the moment. Um, how, whatever they do with this uh, Undisputed Championship, um, again, I still under the impression they're going to split the titles at some point and somehow. We still have SmackDown to go. Uh, as I said, maybe on SmackDown show, maybe um, maybe Theory's money cash-in is only for the WWE title, which would be a good way of splitting the titles up. Um, or what I said a few weeks ago, I think was I not I know I said it a few weeks ago. I I forget which show, but either way, um, I'd like to see maybe bring back the old Ward Heavyweight Championship. Um, so if they end up keeping, so if Drew wins or Roman wins, they can leave that on, that title on SmackDown. Maybe reintroduce the Ward Heavyweight Championship on Raw, which would be freaking amazing. Even if they got to update it a little bit. 
but I'd love to see that big gold belt again. Um, I'm not sure how. I don't want to be. I don't necessarily want a massive WWE logo on it, but you know, it is for what it is. Um, uh, so yeah, um, good performance in the match. Yeah, there's not much to say about it. Story building between Dexter Loomis and Miz. It's going to be interesting to see what they reveal of Loomis's um, motivation for targeting the Miz. It should be interesting to see how they actually explain that. But it's going to be going on. I think we're not. We might. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see anything about a clash of the castle about it, but um, this is going to build, I think, for the next month. We might see something at the next pay-per-view, premium event, whatever you want to call it. A um, little throwback happened not long after this. Edge and Angle meet up. Uh, Mysterios are sat in a, the locker room as well. Edge, as some of you may know this, some of you may not. Um, if you're not, look it up online. Edge uh, giving Angle pictures back in the day with comments on the back of them. Uh, Edge walks up to Angle says, I brought you some pictures. And uh, Angle looks on the first one, looks on the back and goes, I'm not falling for that again. Nothing on the back. He goes, oh, okay. And um, basically proceeds to go through these pictures and stuff and talk about like, do you remember this? Do you remember that? And there's good memories back and forth. Uh, but the second picture and thereafter have all got, um, uh, they're talking about the cage match and they, um, uh, they had on SmackDown back in the day. And um, the first one's to read, sorry, Ray, sorry, Ray, and I beat you for the tag titles. Um, the next one reads, after Angle's looking at as they go through reminiscing, it says, sorry, I beat you for the US title. Um, Edge also, the next one reads, sorry, I shaved your head bald. And then uh, the next one reads, sorry, I started the you suck chant. <laughs> um, then he put the, uh, but, and he put, there was one that just said butt on it. And then the next last and final picture says, you still suck. And Angle's laughing at the picture and they're going, oh, good to see you. And he, Edge leaves. And then Angle turns to Ray and Dominic Mysterio, who are sat down and says, oh, isn't it great that you give me the picture? And then um, he turns the picture around so they can see it and still, you still suck. And it was a nice, it was a nice moment. We had a lot of callbacks from Angle um, this week on Raw. And uh, do you know what? I liked it. It wasn't too cheesy. They didn't try and make him wrestle and all this stuff, there are a few, um, it's damn true, I broke one, that, you know, the usual stuff you can imagine from Angle, um, and it was cool to see Angle, like I said already, um, but yeah, he, I like the fact that Angle wasn't just in one segment, he was in like two, and it was like he was there for the evening, so you rather than just turning up and getting the cheap pot from the crowd, um, he was a bit more into intertwined in the stories that were being told anyway, um, and I already spoke about it, but after that, this is where we turn into Dom and Ray talking about Clash of the Castle. Um, uh, do you know what? I'm going to talk about the main event now because I the tag match was okay um, at best, but it was for the women's tag team championships, uh, tag team championships, and obviously this is um, the final uh, in the tournament and. Um, Unfortunately, my picks did not win. Kind Sky did not did not win. Um, they take on Aaliyah and Rodriguez. Uh, it's a good match, actually, to be honest, in general. Um, again, it kind of shows... I mean, I'm not going to say you're going to be talking about it for years to come, but it, it shows when you have time to do it. And I'm glad the main event was for all the titles because it was the... Uh, it makes sense. It's been a build for the last three, four weeks to get to this point. So I'm glad that the, it was the main event. It could have been better. It is not the worst thing in the world, but it could have been better. Um, 
As you'd imagine, Bailey tries to get involved and help Kai and Sky win. Uh, when that happens, Bliss turns up and uh, chases after Bailey and gets rid of her. Um, there's a bit of a blind tag going on. Uh, so uh, Sky thinks, um, or uh, Dakota Kai, sorry, thinks that Rodriguez is the weak legal woman, but she's not. Aaliyah is, and Aaliyah wins with a roll up. Um, and we get a one, two, three, and a bit of celebration. Um, I'm a little bit perplexed of why it feels like, especially when you build Bailey, you know, damage control, they're calling themselves at the moment. Um, you would figure that would be a good team to put them on. There could be a longer story here. There was interference from both parties. So, um, but also this could also, I'm reading rumors now, even though I've been saying it for the last month that uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks, it makes sense to me that they would come back, but I'm starting to read rumors now where they, it could be sooner rather than later. And I hope it is to be honest. So maybe that's the thing here. Maybe they want, if they do come back, maybe they want to put the, the tag women's tag titles back on Sasha and Naomi and maybe have a bit more of a longer a feud possibly or down the line. We're going to, I think there's a bigger story here. I can't see what it is at the moment. I'm just gutted that Dakota Kai and Sky, my picks um, did not win. They got to the final. So I'm, I suppose I'm half right, I guess to a degree. Um, but yeah. Um, and before I get to my last uh, match, I want to talk about briefly. And it's not so much the match I want to talk about, but a bigger story happening. Um, we have Johnny Gargano, uh, who's been interviewed earlier in the day. He sat in the stands and basically he's talking about coming back and, you know, and they say, well, what about theory? You kicked him in the face and stuff like that. He's like, he never called me in nine months and blah, blah, blah. We've had a kid, etc." But theory comes back with a good point. Theory interrupts and says, well, you didn't call me either. And you're just jealous that I'm the youngest money in the bank winner, etc., etc." And I like this, although it wasn't overly heated, it's setting the groundwork. Now, bearing in mind these two were friends in NXT, had a good run in NXT together, and there's a bigger story here that can be told um, going down the line. Uh, do we see Theory Cash in a clash of Clash at the Castle? Distinct possibility. Like I said, I don't know how they're going to split these titles. That's the that's the general rumor going around that they want to split these uh, tag titles. Uh, sorry, not the tag titles. The uh, the undisputed title. Because the networks aren't happy of only having one uh, champion overall. So we'll see how that uh, pans out, whether that's actually going to go anywhere. Um, and the only other section I really want to talk about from Raw this week is that the bloodline are there in a, in a, in, in, in a sense of no Roman Reigns, as you'd expect. But uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso are there. Sami Zayn this time accompanies them. Um they're talking about being the ones and blah, 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 the usual stuff. Um, and they how they laid out Drew on SmackDown and stuff like that. Again, building up to that Friday. On this Friday's episode of SmackDown, they're having a two-year celebration for Roman because he's been champion for two years, which is insane to think about. Uh, but Kevin Owens comes out, new Titantron stuff as well. I love this new attitude from Kevin Owens. It's almost like old-school KO, which is brilliant. I th- think fans are responding really well to it. Um KO basically tells Sammy he's an idiot if he thinks the bloodline like him, which we all know. Um, it's a good promo overall that he cuts. I would recommend watching it if you get a chance. Um, Owens goes on to say the only reason Roman Roman beat him for the Universal title 18 months ago in a, when Owens went for it uh, was because of Jay and Paul Heyman. So Owens wants to fight Jay, and Jay really has a problem with Sammy Zayn. He doesn't even pretend to like Sammy, whereas Jimmy does. 
They got this little uh, little handshake high five thing going on. Um, the, as you'd imagine, the match eventually they challenge Owens to leave. Owens doesn't leave, and Kevin Owens says, "You know, we're wrestlers. Let's have a fight." Basically, um, they get a referee out here and let's have a match. So it's one on one KO and Jimmy. Uh, sorry, not Jimmy Jay Uso. Um, the match is good, actually. I really, I liked it. It was good, and this again, you've got that story of the bloodline in the background of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's um, that's uh, that's really good. So, and there's and you know, Kevin Owens did say, you know, we've been friends for years. I consider you like a brother, even though we've had our problems. Blah 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 blah. Um, these guys had some epic matches. Um, um, and you know, Sammy's actually trying to stop the Usos from beating Ke- Kevin up, and he's now caught between his. A, a friend of his and the bloodline that he wants to be associated with. Um, so it's quite good on that. Um, I don't know how it's going to pan out, obviously, but um, the referee gets distracted by Jimmy. Uh, Sammy um, is going to hit what they want Sammy to hit KO over the head with a chair. Now Jay's got KO's head between on the middle rope, holding it down. Um, Sammy can't do it. He go, he sort of in two months to do it. And it looks like he's about to, but he's still not sure. And then the referee turns around, so he has to drop the chair and says, I didn't do anything. Then Jimmy starts having a go at uh, Sammy, saying you're supposed to hit him. That was the plan. Uh, with Jay distracted as well by all this going on. And um, he turns around and receives a stunning KO wins in a pretty good match, to be fair. Um, and it's set up nicely for SmackDown this Friday before Clash at the Castle um, to see what's happening. And the Bloodline thing is going to be good. I'm just wondering how this is going to go, whether... Roman may start to believe Sammy a bit more. I don't know. Or whether eventually we see Sammy come to his senses and maybe maybe Sammy Zayn plays a key component at Clash of the Castle, whether on purpose or indirectly. Or maybe we see Roman do lose a, does lose the championship, maybe because of Jey Uso and not Sammy. So we can see a further storyline going down that way. So I, re- I mean, we're going to talk more about Clash of the Castle. As I sit here right now talking to you <laughs> today, talking about Raw and stuff, I am struggling to f- really sort of go, he- I, I don't know who to go for. <laughs> I know who I want to win, but I don't know who to go for. So, um, but yeah, overall, I mean, like I said, a, low, a few low moments, a few, a few good high moments in there. Um, one of the biggest ones I would say was the um, Seth Rollins Matt Riddle moment, where you know it's sort of definitely making it feel a big fight feel. Um, so that's going to be interesting. The matches are being released now for Clash of the Castle, and as I said, we'll talk about those tomorrow night here on uh, in the corner. Um, so they'll be we'll be back tomorrow, and I'll be with NJB chatting about Clash of the Castle that's going to be taking place on the third of September here in the UK. Hope you're all having a good day. Hope you enjoy the show. Give me a follow at In The Corner WWE. And we'll see you again tomorrow for our Clash at the Castle predictions. Get your get your predictions in on the Twitter feed and uh, see who you is gonna see who you think is going to win <laughs> matches at Clash at the Castle. And we'll uh, get those polls out and we'll talk about them tomorrow night. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you all again soon.